are listening to The Reckless Entrepreneur. My name is Francesca Mamlin, but you can call me Fran. I'm a girl with a mission to inspire a generation of bold, courageous, daring, and passionate entrepreneurs. And I want to inspire you to chase your passion and persist past the point where most people would quit. Because on the other side of that lies your true purpose. I'm so glad you tuned in and I can't wait to see what you have to share with the world. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of The Reckless Entrepreneur. I am very excited to be bringing you another guest today. I'm sitting down with Megan Seeley, also known as the Gold Designer or the Planning Fairy Godmother. Uh, Megan spends her days talking about planners, to-do lists, time management, goal setting. She has her own podcast, the Plan to Plan podcast, where she gives amazing tips for organizing and planning and goal setting. Goal setting. Um, I'm very excited to have her on the podcast because I don't know about you guys, but when I started out as an entrepreneur, one of the hardest things for me was managing my time and sticking to my goals um, because when you become self-employed, there's a little bit of a learning curve with the being your own boss side of it. So Megan and I are going to geek out a little bit over goal setting and planning, and I'm pretty excited. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of it. So Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Yay, I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. It's really, it's really cool to reconnect again. Yeah, we met like maybe two years ago. So it's cool to like actually talk person to person again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so let's start about, let's start with learning a little more about you. So how did you get started with your business? Well, okay, so I was a stay at home mom, and I hated it. And so I had the choice of, do I go back to my corporate HR life or do I start my own business because I don't want to do what I'm doing and I realized I don't want to go back to what I was doing. So there's literally no better time than now to try to figure something out for a business. It's uh, something I'd wanted to do for a long time. And my husband was like, I mean, we already don't have your income. So like you want to just give it a shot and see where it goes. And I'm like, well, yeah, I could do that. Like, okay. So we yeah. put my daughter in daycare and uh, I just started learning as much as I can. And I listened to podcasts for like three months straight. And I was just like, I'm going to figure something out. I'm going to start a business. And three months later, the goal designer was born. That is amazing. I love those like self-made stories where instead of going back to the job that you had, the, the, the life that was kind of set out for like, okay, when you're done being you know, on maternity, whatever, you go back to this. I like seeing people kind of redefine the narrative. So it's really cool that you did that. So how did you like um, come, up with the, come up with the idea for the goal designer? How did you find that strength in yourself and turn that into a business? So it kind of started out, it was just stuff that I was doing personally. Um, I had, after I had my daughter, I had some health issues and, and part of that comes, came with them, um, some manic behavior. And so every day I would just have this giant to-do list 
on a like a legal size pad, like just tiny little manic handwriting of just stuff I wanted to do. And I would just feel really terrible at the end of the day when I couldn't do it all because of course, like who can, like who in the whole world can do an entire legal pad worth of stuff every single day? Like I, I don't know where it was. I mean, it was like obviously something going on in my A body. lot of people think they can do a legal pad worth of stuff in a day, but they're almost always wrong. <laughs> oh my God. And it was terrible. So I found myself beating myself up and then I was like, you know what, I need to figure out a different way to organize myself. And, and I, like, I obviously have all these things I want to do. So like, let's figure out a way to streamline that. And how do I not drive myself crazy or my family crazy? And uh, I actually, I found a planner, a paper planner that I really liked. And and I figured out a way to use that to, to do all the stuff that I had in my mind. And I kind of just started using that as a way to download all the stuff swirling around instead of just in a jumbled mess in my head or on paper. It was kind of more organized in my planner. And just as I started talking to people, I realized that, well, that's like not super common for people to be able to do. And more often than not, people buy a planner and never use it. And then there's still the jumbled mess. And just like there's a disconnect somewhere between the jumbled mess and the planner and actually doing stuff. So um, then I, I kind of figured out, well, okay, I figured out how to do stuff for myself. And uh, over the last two years that I've been in business, I've just kind of honed in on what makes somebody better at planning than someone else or like what makes them more likely to do it. And so now... I'm focusing on really how to leverage your personality types to figure out what's your best planning strategy and what planner do you need like for who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see you doing that stuff on Instagram, like where you have the planner matching services, you talk a lot about personality types. And I think it's so cool because I think we don't really... I meet a lot of people who are like, oh, planners aren't really for me. Like, I'm not really organized. Like, it seems like it's a story that everybody is telling themselves. But, um, like, when we look at someone like you, like, you are literally, like, the queen of planners. And you had a time when you were not necessarily in that space where you, we all kind of have to go through the struggle ourselves before we can. So you set a good example. Um, so let's get into, like, what are some of the stuff that you do with your clients? And, like, what is the impact that you make? Um, we kind of touched on it, but let's dive a little deeper into it. <laughs> a little bit. Um, so right now I have uh, a service called Planner Matchmaking, which is where um, just it's a one-on-one service. It's a one-off thing where we sit down and have a one-on-one conversation over Zoom. And I ask you some questions and I uh, find out what your personality types are. And then I take that and I tell you exactly the planner that you need. So based on what you're looking for, what your types are as far as personality goes, and I mean by personality types, I mean um, your four tendencies type, your Enneagram number, and your Myers-Briggs. And I take all those and and see like, hmm, okay, like how do you actually work the best? What are you actually looking for? What's worked in the past? What What would you like? And my number one question I ask is, just imagine that you walk into Target and there is, you go down the planner aisle and there is a section with your name on it and it just has the perfect planner for you. And I ask them to describe it's like. And so then I take the information that I have and what they want and I find the planner that kind of intersects that, like Venn diagram style, which is super fun. Yeah. And so that's one piece of it. And then the other stuff that I'm doing is um, sort of 
digital products and um, more online education. So I do that through my podcast and I do that through um, a couple of products I have out right now, which is the, um, the plan to plan action guide, which the plan to plan is kind of my philosophy around how I plan and how I teach others to plan. So that is available for purchase and it walks you through exactly how to use your planner. And then um, I have the quarterly goal planner, which I do and go through myself every quarter. Um, and that just helps prepare you for the quarter ahead, which as entrepreneurs, like quarters are freaking everything, I feel like. So um, it's, yeah, so it's super cool. Um, I have in there, I have you define a word for the quarter instead of you doing a word for the whole year because I find that um, we, especially as entrepreneurs, have a lot of shiny object syndrome. And so I think it's really hard at the beginning of the year to know exactly what the end of your year is going to really look like. Um, and so I really like to encourage people to do their quarterly goal stuff. Uh, and then that way you're only focusing three months at a time. You can build on that if you want, or it gives you kind of the permission to step away from that and pivot into something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really have a lot of knowledge to share on the quarterly planet. <laughs> you talk about it on your podcast. You have like a whole series about it. So let's, let's talk about quor quarterly goal planning because and, I have such bad shiny object, object syndrome. Um, I, I'm getting better, but like it's like an ongoing thing for me. I get really excited about new ideas and new projects and then I get ahead of myself. So let's talk about like some tips that you have or like maybe even a little bit of your process for quarterly goal setting and quarterly planning. Um, and how can entrepreneurs balance like being spontaneous and chasing new ideas and then also sticking to what kind of the kind of goals and plans that they set for themselves at the beginning of the year, the beginning of the quarter. Yeah. So I, so that's like a big question. I know. <laughs> like, what do I start with that? <laughs> um, which is totally fine. So <laughs> the, the process of it is a lot of prep work and less goal setting. So I think you sit down to set goals and you might just jot out all the things you want to do. And then you're like, okay, now how do I do it? But um, the problem with that is you're not super sure it's the right thing to do or it's the right time to do it. And so the way that I have people go through is just to figure out and get more in touch with, you know, who you are. So that's, again, the personality type stuff is like so huge. Cause it's like, if you are an Enneagram seven, for instance, who's somebody that, that is very like, the shiny object syndrome is for real uh, or somebody Probably. like me who's, a, who's an Enneagram type three where it's like um, I need to achieve stuff uh, just your motivations for stuff it, it's really interesting to to look at that and so I really just encourage you to get to know who you are before you do anything because then you can know and it gives you permission to just reject everything else like if you know I'm not like I'm not a linear person, then I'm not going to make goals for myself that require a linear path. Um, and then kind of just getting in touch with where you're at. So I have you do a, an evaluation of just different areas in your life. And then as far as goal setting goes, then you just take the lowest areas and like the one to three areas that score the lowest. I, like that's where you focus your energy on. Um, and then from there you kind of decide like what kinds of things do I want to work on in those areas? And then you choose your word and that's like your anchor. So 
So I think of your word as like to help you combat the shiny object syndrome when you have an idea that you come across and you're like, okay, I said I was going to do these things, but now I kind of want to do this. I have you go back to your word and you say, okay, does this make sense with this word? Is that going to help me embody this word or this phrase or what I set for myself for an intention for this quarter? And if it's no, then you're like, all right, I'll come back to that. And if it's yes, then you're like, yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. I love that you you have something like that anchoring people in. You have a word for every quarter. I pick a word for the year, but I feel like I should go, I should like move towards picking a word for every quarter. Um, but I also love that you help people to just, dis- to to design, I like cannot talk this morning, help people to design their goal setting based on their personality type. Like instead of trying to, I think that's the problem that most people have when it comes to planning is that they're trying to fit their life into these little boxes. But in reality, everybody is different. And I think that's what's so special about what you do because like you can really see who the person is and you can really help them to be organized, but then also to really feel like they're being themselves every day. So that's really cool. So how can somebody, like what are tips you have for setting goals and then following through with them? So for setting goals, kind of a little bit of what I talked about with um, just getting in tune with who you are and like really the areas that you're feeling need the most improvement. Um, And then also just remembering to choose things that you want to have fun doing. Because, I mean, maybe you have some areas that need a lot of improvement. You're just like, I'm not ready to go there yet. Uh, That's totally fine. Like, you just, you have to have a little bit of fun with it. And I think when people think of goal setting, it's like, these are things that I'm going to accomplish in my life. And it just doesn't necessarily fun. Fun doesn't necessarily enter the equation a lot of times with goal setting, I feel like. And um and actually getting them done, I mean, so I'm a planner person, right? So I really just encourage you to take take that. And because I work in quarters, you just like take the one thing you want to work on and you say, okay, how can I how can I make progress on that one month at a time? So like in three months, you know, maybe it's a large goal, so it's not ever something you're gonna to totally cross off. Like, I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head, but if it's just something with an ongoing like personal development type of a goal, um, like I want to read every personal development book on the earth or whatever, like you'll never get through that, which is fine. Uh, but what kind of progress can you make on that in three months? And then what kind of progress can you make on that next month? And then what kind of progress can you make on that next week? And so just kind of like walking it backwards from this really big thing into, okay, we're just going to do this for three months. Like this doesn't have to be something that is is a goal forever. Even if it's a big goal, you can always just put it away for a quarter and come back to it. But um, I just think the whole like progress over perfection kind of a thing uh, totally fits because it's like you could spend three months and try to make any progress at all because at the end progress means more than actually checking it off your list. I always tell people like, oh, what is it I tell them? Like progress over motion, I guess. That's not even exactly what I say. Like you can be like doing things every day, but oh, momentum over motion or something like that. You can be doing things every day, but like you're like, you know, like riding a stationary bike. Like you're just like moving, but you're not actually going anywhere. You actually need like ground under your feet. So, yes, um, no, I love that. I, that's totally true. Cause it's like, 
you could be the busiest person in the world and make no progress, or you could be the slowest person in the world and make way more progress than the busy person. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. It's all about like the kind of tasks you're choosing and the kind and like how well you're prioritizing your time based on like the big overarching things that you want to be accomplishing. So, and that's, I, I feel like we don't, we aren't really taught how to do that. Like, I feel like when I was in school, it was like, I would get all these homework assignments, like just so that I could be like doing things. But um, yeah, so like we're, we are not naturally programmed to actually like focus on the progress. We want to be like busy and like doing things every day. Yes. Yeah. That's always been a problem for me. So like I touched on it, I'm an Enneagram type three, which is the achiever. So I get, I get my jollies by checking stuff off. So it's really hard. To like, it's a weird way to phrase that, but whatever. Uh, it's a reckless entrepreneur, right? So I'm to go for it. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> but you know, but it's, it's hard for me to stop and celebrate progress because to me, progress isn't finished. And uh, so that's something I have to combat all the time. But uh, just doing it one step at a time. I think it helps too. I'm, I'm not as visionary when it comes to goals. I'm very much a, like a day-to-day kind of a person. And so um, it's kind of easier for me to, to block out the big picture when it comes to goals and just focus on, all right, this is the next, the next thing I have to do. And I know for some people that would drive them crazy, but uh, if, if you can just block out like the bigness of the dream or the goal because sometimes that can be super overwhelming and just what's the very next step what's the next best step I can take to make progress um and sometimes just doing that by the time you pick your head back up you realize oh I'm way farther ahead than I thought I was gonna be you know yeah I'm very much I think I'm the opposite I don't know my endogram type but I'm probably whatever the opposite of yours. Yours is because I'm all big picture and I have such a hard time with the little details. I've been like this my whole life. Uh, it's like, because I, I have these big visions and dreams for my life, but like, I couldn't tell you what the first step is. Like, I just kind of like, I'm the reckless entrepreneur very much. Um, yeah, so like, how do you bring your goals and like how do you make progress on your goals every day and I guess what I'm really asking is like do you have like a planner routine or like uh like do you have like a Sunday planning session or do you have like a daily check-in with your planner <laughs> you're like yes I do I do uh, so that's actually what I'm going to be doing after this um it's Sunday night where I'm at so yeah every Sunday night after my daughter goes to bed I do it's called the plan to plan process um which I mentioned plan to plan uh, earlier, but I, I grab my power sheets, which is um, where I do my goal setting. I grab my, my daily planner, which is a simplified planner. I grab a, a little notebook, which is where I do my CEO report. <laughs> and I grab a bunch of pens and stickers. I pour some wine. I put on a Hallmark movie. I put on like my pajamas and I just like deck out for a couple of hours. <laughs> like I know this is like not exciting for some people. So uh, that might be like, that sounds terribly boring, but that's like, I those are things that are enjoyable for me. So I actually, um, whether that's exciting to you or not, I just say, make your planning time a ritual. So it's like an enjoyable ritual. So I just say, pair it with stuff that makes you feel good. Like if listening to music makes you feel good, listen to that while you plan. Or if, if watching a crappy Hallmark movie makes you feel good, 
do that. If wine makes you feel good, do that. Um, just something that you can pair with planning so that it doesn't feel like, uh, I have to sit down and plan. It's like, I get to sit down and plan right now. Um, and so I go through my process, which is where, um, I, I go through my week and I put in all of my self-care stuff first. So, um, just the daily day in day out like routine type of stuff so I put in like when am I going to exercise when am I meal planning uh you know when am I gonna I don't know I don't know like what am I meditating like what am I what am I reading at night so I just I put all those things in so that they have actual space in my schedule and then I go through to the second part which is to putting in my obligations to others which is when am I working when am I do I have meetings do I have calls do I have um drive events that I'm going to. So I put any of those things in next. So anything I can do to take care of myself takes up space first. Anything I can do to help other people takes space second. And then I have a, a running to-do list. Um, and then I just, I literally draw rectangles in between the times that I'm taking care of myself and having obligations to other people. And those little rectangles in between then becomes the time that I can work on the stuff on my to-do list. Um, so when I come to that day, I can just pull off that list. I'm like, okay, I've got an hour between this and this. What do I want to do off of this list? So that way you're not uh, putting yourself in a corner. You know, if you're saying I'm going to go grocery shopping on Monday at 9 a.m. And Monday at 9 a.m. comes along. You're like, I, the, that's the last thing I want to do right now. Like, what are you going to do? You're not going to pull something else. You're not going to do something else. You're going to be like, I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to look at my phone. Or I'm going to do something that's not productive in any way. Um, it's not going to help me because like, we're just, it's just not something we're wired to do. Right. So um, I actually leave all that stuff blank. I just have one big list. And then every day I look at my list and I'm like, all right, what do I want to do right here? Uh, and I don't even plan it ahead for the day. I just, I leave it open and I go with whatever feels good at the moment. I go with wherever my energy's at. If I have a low energy day, I'm going to not be doing stuff around people. Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert. So that's kind of the process. And then I go through and I, I check off progress on my goals. And then I do my CEO report, which is where I check in with my business, which is fun. Cool. I, I yeah. love all this. So I love that you make it a weekly ritual like you have a weekly check-in with your planner and I love that you pair it with things that you enjoy because I know a lot of us a lot of like there's two different types of people listening right now there's a type of person that's like heard all of that and was like oh my god this all sounds amazing like I'm so excited to like and then there's the other person that's like this is a lot like <laughs> so I love that you pair it with something that makes you really happy because people that have a little more resistance to sitting down and planning out their week it's, it's a little bit easier if you pair it with a glass of wine or a Hallmark movie, or for me, it's, I watch like, um, not trashy reality TV, like I watch stupid reality TV, like the Impractical Jokers, like the kind of stuff, like just the okay. stupidest stuff. And it makes me laugh. So like, it makes planning a little bit more fun for me. Um, and I love that you block out your self-care first. Like that is, everyone needs to do that. Like you, you take care of yourself first. And that is so, so, so important as an entrepreneur. And if there, I'm sure if there's any, I'm not a mother, but I'm sure if there's any other moms listening, they could um, benefit from <laughs> hearing that tip and taking that one to heart. 
because my mom was, I was raised by a stay-at-home mom. Like she was, she gave like sacrificed so much for us. So I hope that she also found time for herself too amongst that. Yeah, cool. Um, let's talk about like planners. So for, the first question I have for you is, do you have like an online project management system that you use ever? And then also generally like, what are your favorite planners? Like if somebody's never used a planner before, like do you have any suggestions of what they could try out? Yeah, so I personally, I don't use online stuff. Um, So I do some, I do some contract work for a couple of people and they use Asana, which is cool, but I don't, I only go in there to check off stuff uh, because I, like, I put all of my tasks in my planner, (laughs) like in my paper planner uh, for them uh, because then I know it's going to get done because I don't look at stuff online when it comes to that. So, um, I only go into, to the Asana, to, to the Asana. Oh my God. I only go into Asana to, uh, to check off my tasks because that just alerts the team like, Hey, like this part's done. So now I can go do my stuff, but I don't now, I do use Google calendar, um, just as kind of a catch all for events and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But that's part, so that's part of the plan to plan process actually is because like I have stuff in Asana, I have stuff in Google Calendar, like it's, people will invite me to stuff on Facebook and I'm like, okay. Um, and so that's part of it is just, I open up all the tabs and I'm just like, all right, what do I have going on this week in Asana? How about in Google Calendar? How about in Facebook? And then that's how I make sure everything I need to know gets in my planner <laughs> because otherwise I'm not going to remember to check that stuff. And that's how I forget things, uh, which sucks when I do because I never forget things. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, you're a human. <laughs> Literally today. Um, so yeah, so that's one thing is just online stuff. I just don't, I'll have some people ask me if I have recommendations for digital planners and I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't, I can tell you a couple that I know of, but I don't know enough about them. And um, like so paper planners are really my jam. That's my niche. That's who I can help. Like if you're, if you are a paper planner person or you want to be a paper planner person, I'm your gal. If you want to learn how to make Trello boards, that's not me. (laughs) I think that's good. Um, If I, um, I'm just going to interject for a second. I have done both. I bullet journal now, but I had a, I was previously completely, my whole business was on Trello And the thing about Trello is that you can like, it's digital. So you can put like 15 tasks in one day. So it was super enabling for me to like overload my days and then just like overwhelm myself. And it was not a period where my business ran properly. Whereas like, I, like I, there's times when the project management systems are cool, but I'm always like an advocate of like paper and pen. I bullet journal too. So like, cause I like to kind of design what my planner is going to look like and it helps me not overload myself so yeah so what are your favorite planners well okay so (laughs) this is a hard question for me to answer because (laughs) my favorite planners are going to be different (laughs) uh, for everybody so even though it's my favorite planner I just want to caveat this for you listening out there that it may not work for you and it's okay if it doesn't (laughs) no um so my favorite personally is the Simplified Planner from Emily Lay. I use the daily version and that's, I've used that for years now. I cannot imagine unless I make my own uh, that I will use another planner in my life. 
because uh, I love it so much. It's exactly what I need. It's simple, but it's structured, which is perfect for me. Um, whereas, yeah, like you said, you bullet journal. So you would hate my planner because you would be like, this is not like I can't it's the same thing every day this I can't make it pretty I can't add anything I can't like move things around like this is not for me um which is fine so that's that's the one that I really like uh I also really like it's called the brilliant life planner um which I don't think they're sold out yet it's kind of hard right now because I feel like half of these are all sold out so if you wanted to get your hands on one, you'll have to wait. <laughs> Maybe if um, listening in the future, they might be able to <laughs> benefit. True, <laughs> true, yeah. So I really like the Brilliant Life Planner because it's, really, it's a really good combination of life and business. And I know a lot of us, um, a lot of us kind of struggle with that a little bit. Um, so there's, there's some like kind of journaling prompts and then there's some task lists that are specifically for your personal life and then specifically for your business so you can kind of separate it a little bit which I really like um I don't know those are my two faves recently I know I know the Aaron Condren gets a lot of love I'm not the biggest fan um but that doesn't mean that they're not great it's just a hard question because I just the personality things I'm like it's not gonna work for you if it's, if, you know it's uh. Yeah, everyone's different. So if you're listening, you should do um, her planner matching service if you're super serious about getting started on a planner. And the two that she, or the few that she mentioned, if they don't like, you know, speak to your heart, then check out the planner matching service. I'm just like plugging it in for you. No, I love it. <laughs> Again. If you're, if you're not super serious, uh, you can also go take my quiz, which is free. So that's... Uh, that's at thegolddesigner.com slash quiz. And so that's a little quick five question quiz that will tell you what planner that you need specifically based on your four tendencies type. So it's a little crash course into that. So you'll get an idea of um, a little bit of what I know about you based on your four tendencies type and the planner that you need based on that. And then if you want to go deeper, that's when planner matchmaking will be really handy for you um, because I can only recommend so many types of the free quiz uh, and with somebody that I don't know. Right. So, so that's a good spot to go as well. Cool. Yeah. I will link that stuff in the show notes. I'm going to take your quiz myself. I haven't used a planner in a very long time. I'm like, I, I might just be a bullet journaler. It works pretty well for me. But. So I'm going to, I, I'm just <laughs> going to do a little, when you take the quiz, I am almost certain you're going to be a rebel. And your planner will be um, a bullet journal style. Okay. I will. I'm going to say something. I have taken an entrepreneurial quiz before. This was like last year. And I actually got the rebel. Like, I don't know if they were using a similar personality test, but I have had a personality test classify me as a rebel before, which is, I resonate with that deeply. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. So if there are other rebels, like if you're listening to Fran's podcast, obviously like you resonate with her. Um, So if you are a reckless entrepreneur, if you're one of those people that have been told, like you just always are going against everything all the time and you just are figuring out your own way, um, bullet journals, but there's also a planner out there called Spaces Planner which is like a list-based planner. So it has the whole week and it has just at the bottom, it has 
a tiny section for um, just like important things you need to do, like not to do stuff, but like events and appointments and stuff. And the rest of it is just different lists and you can decide what the lists are. And I know a lot of rebels kind of go based on that. So you can just see what needs to get done. And then you can just check things off the list at the time that you decide to do it. And you don't have to commit to a day or a time to make it happen. You just have to see that this is what I need to do this week. And you can kind of categorize it in whatever way you want. So we'll just put that out there as well. I so I like that. I was, I'm intrigued by that. I'm going to, I'm going to look it up myself. I think you should. It's also a, like a square which I think is the most rebel thing because, because <laughs> not, like a notebook. it's not a rectangle. It's not shaped like a notebook. It's literally a square. <laughs> That's hilarious. Cause my journal is a perfect square. So like, <laughs> so when you take my quiz, you'll get a bullet journal or you'll get that just depending on your answers. Which okay. I can't wait. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I like nerd out about morning routines and daily schedules. So I'm just like curious, do you have a morning routine? Do you have a daily routine or evening routine? What are they if you do have them? (laughs) Yeah, well, so I'm trying to get on that train. So I, (laughs) I talk about putting a lot of self-care stuff first and it's something I still struggle with myself, but um, I, I kind of have two morning routines So I wake up and I get my daughter ready to go and I bring her to school and then I come home. So like, that's like, I have a routine in that I like brush my teeth and probably don't have pajamas when I drop her off, but then I come home and then I'm like, okay, let me eat breakfast. Let me, um, I've been trying to meditate recently. So like, let me meditate and set my intentions for the day and then I can get started working. So it's kind of like a, a half, (laughs) Like I just, I start my day before I drop my daughter off, but I don't really start my day before, like until I come home. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been just sitting at my kitchen table, eating breakfast and, and listening to like a meditation app, excuse me. And that's been really helpful. And then in the evenings, it really just depends. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. So it it really, my whole day is centered around like, my daughter (laughs) when she goes to school when she comes home from school so it's like uh when she goes to bed that's when I can kind of have my own time so sometimes I will work until bed which you know we do that sometimes and then sometimes I will take a like a bath or do something for myself or so I don't know I don't I don't really have I don't really have uh, a lot of routines when it comes down to that, because I, I think because my days are so structured in between that I tend to just go with whatever feels really good. And then um, I just have a rotation of a few things that, that I pull from. So I'm taking a bath or I'm reading or uh, I'm right now working on a puzzle. <laughs> oh, I love puzzles. I feel like I'm 80 because I'm like, I have a puzzle going on my kitchen table. And <laughs> That's amazing though. If I didn't like move every three months, I would, I would have like lots of puzzles. I'm all, I'm all about jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> oh, they're so much fun. <laughs> so relaxing. Yeah. I'm like trying to get on the evening routine boat, but I feel like my day just like 
I feel like my day literally falls apart. Like I'll like be working really, like really disciplined in the morning. And then they'll be like, oh, you want to go get lunch? Like, oh, let's do this. Like, oh, let, like I have people around me that want things. I'm surrounded by self-employed people. So sometimes that can be a little bit, you can get off track. So, yeah. Oh, totally. No, I know. Some, sometimes people will be like, do you want to co-work today? And I'm like, mm, I don't know. Let me see what I have to get done. Because I yes. know. You're not really working when you're co-working. <laughs> you're like, no, no, which is <laughs> Yeah. So I, I, try to, I try to schedule a lot of, I try to schedule at least one in-person event every week. Um, so that way I can get my fix of like talking to other entrepreneurs because I don't know what it is about us but like we can just talk business forever mm-hmm. uh, which is awesome but it's not really helpful when you're trying to actually make money mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I try to schedule one event locally a month or a week and so that kind of helps satisfy that little bit for me <laughs> but yeah I I think for you though do you work with that? Like knowing that the afternoons are just not your most productive time. How do you, how do you? I'm learning. So I, I have a very disciplined morning routine because partially because like I wake up and I'm like, like, I don't know what, what anything is. So it's nice to have like things that I fall into like practices. Um, And then I'm extremely disciplined in the morning. I'm not usually like available for anyone to contact me in the morning. I'm very, so, and then, um, yeah, and then when when things start to just fall apart, I just kind of go with it. I'm like, all right, well, uh, whatever I didn't get done today, I'll just work on it tomorrow. I'm learning how to flow with it while also not letting the current like take me away. <laughs> you know, getting things done in life. So it's a it's a learning process. I'm also in a different country of a few months. Like my life changes and ebbs and flows so much that I I have to like be okay with it because yeah. it is the way it is. <laughs> I think it helps though that your mornings are so disciplined because then you know like okay I'm not going to be out too late I'm not gonna like I I think it kind of helps recenter you right so maybe you go with the flow but I think it totally just having that knowing okay nope tomorrow morning I need to do this and I'm doing this at this time and for this long and Mm -hmm. I think that totally at least I need at least something to be structured on my day which I think a lot of people that are like me that are very go with the flow and very spontaneous we need at least a, a taste of structure every day. Like I know that I'm going to get something done every day and I'm not just going to like leave everything to chance, which is, which is why my morning routine is so important to me. I have an entire podcast episode about it. Like I love mornings. <laughs> so yeah. Um, let's talk about entrepreneurship. So like for you, what's the best part about being an entrepreneur and what's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur? Oh man. Okay. So the best part is being able to pick up in the middle of the day and be like, yeah, let's grab lunch. Yeah, let's do this. Like, I don't have to really think about, uh, time very much. I do in terms of my daughter, but it's like, if it's during business hours, I'm in, uh, because I can just do whatever I can fit in work later, or I can just not do all that work that day. Or I just, I think the flexibility of it, um, but just like the day-to-day flexibility, not necessarily the time because I don't really have time flexibility just because I really do only have during business hours um, or maybe between nine and 10 PM if I really, really need to do something. But um, I, I kind of have like the forced business hours, but I do really enjoy 
just being able to just do whatever, meet a friend for lunch, even if they're not also an entrepreneur, like if they just happen to be free or have the day off, I'm like, let's go hang out for a little bit. And it's just nice. (laughs) Um, And the hardest part, being alone so much. And I'm an introvert. I love to be alone. I love it. And if I don't get enough of it, I go crazy. But so there's just something about the only adult that I talk to on any given day being my husband that like is very weird because I find if that's also why I do in-person events once a week because otherwise if I go too long I'll go to an event and I will just blab like an idiot and <laughs> like I don't know like my talk. social skills <laughs> yeah like my social skills like go out the window and I'm just like no um So I think that's the hardest part is just being at home by myself or I can go to a coffee shop and be by myself in public. (laughs) Sometimes I will do. (laughs) I I totally relate to all of that. (laughs) When you're self-employed, like, you know, people who are employed have coworkers. They see lots of people throughout the day. But even if you are a, a kind of business where you have like video calls and stuff, like it's your you're alone and I'm an extrovert so like that is real I can drive myself bananas like sometimes I feel like I get to a point where I'm like talking to myself like in a not super healthy way but um yeah that but if you're organized enough and you set the intention to to set up events where you're speaking to humans that's huge that's that's another thing you can't leave that to chance because you need no interaction <laughs> no that took me um so my, we kind of to bring it back, my word for the quarter is connection. And so that's, I've been really pushing it this quarter, just like, and cause previously I wasn't doing this every week. I was just like, well, like maybe once a month I'll go to a thing and that'll be cool. Um, but this quarter I've been like, nope, I'm going to go to something every single week. Um, because that's my word. And one of my goals is to just connect in person with people a little bit more because I, I have a fantastic online community which is amazing, but it just does not take the place of local community and um, just finding finding the, the communities that I feel the best to connect with has been tough because there's all sorts of groups, um, you know, so it's just like, which one? So I'm, I'm in one that is for moms and I'm in one that is kind of for moms, but not necessarily. It's like more womanhood like being a female entrepreneur and then another group on being um an entrepreneur who is also a mother uh and so I found those are where I'm getting like the best connection just for myself personally but it took a little while it took going to a few different groups and it took going to those ones multiple times and and now now I feel pretty good and I try to go to something once a week that's great that's great like that just speaks to the power of like putting a word on something. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just do, I do words for the year and that's pretty powerful for me, but I feel like I, I kind of want to go to setting words for every quarter, maybe even not every month might be a little over the top. <laughs> Months go by really fast. Um, do. But that also speaks to like, one of the really good things about being self-employed is I feel like you, you have to, and you get to intentionally choose your circle. Cause when you work somewhere, your coworkers or your coworkers, 
you're surrounded by them every day to every single day, whether you like them or not, whether they may be like toxic or not, because sometimes workspaces can be really toxic. But when you're self-employed, um, you, you like every person in your life is in your life because you intentionally choose to connect with them. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. It's not how we're operated. Like it's not how we're operate. It's not how we're programmed to operate. So it can be hard to navigate at first. I'm like mixing my words up today. I don't know what's no, I li- I'm, I'm with you. I, hear it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's been a, it's like a gift that I didn't realize I was going to get when I became self-employed was getting to be surrounded by almost exclusively people that I chose, which is great. So. Yes. And I think it's it's hard to remember that other people don't have that. I really like the way that you phrase that, like we have to, but we also get to. Um, because I think that that's just not a luxury. You know, I'll, I'll hear a friend complaining about a coworker or like a crappy boss and I'm like, yeah, I don't have that. I don't have that problem, <laughs> which is great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a weird to think about. I, I've never really thought about it in that way, but I'm like, man, I feel like I'm so much more connected to people in my life nowadays, but I realize it's because I'm in purposefully putting them in my life. Mm-hmm. Whew. That's yeah, awesome. A gift. I had to like learn how to see it as a gift because that was the hardest. I'm an extremely extroverted person. Like I think my Myers-Briggs type, I'm 98 to I'm 98% extroverted. <laughs> so like it's, I go crazy when I'm alone. So I had to learn how to see it as a gift. Also PSA, if you're 98% extroverted, you can absolutely start a business by yourself. Just <laughs> putting that one out there. I hear that excuse a lot too. Like, oh, I need people around me. Not, well, you always have people around you. So. Yeah. Yes. That can be your choice on whether you have people around you or not. I'm like 65% introverted. So I'm, I'm an ex, I'm an in, I'm an extroverted introvert. Mm, like, they call them I like just, ambiverts, I think. I've heard yeah. that around. Yeah. So like I can be both, but I, I, I skew introverted because I have to recharge by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, pe- like stuff and people drain me. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, that's interesting. 98% extroverted. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, with that, I need alone time too, because when you're extroverted, I feel like you get like really involved with other, like I, I kind of like forget about myself when I'm around other people. Like when I'm socializing, I'll like go hours without eating, like forgetting that I'm hungry because I just completely lose myself. So extroverts need alone time too, even though we don't normally take the alone time, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so what are some time management tips that you have for someone? Because a lot of people who listen to this are just starting out as self-employed or they're not even self-employed yet. So what are some tips that you would give someone who's just getting started out with the self-employed thing? Um, I would say do whatever you can to not put all the financial pressure on your business because you're going to make really wonky decisions <laughs> about what you should and shouldn't be doing. <laughs> that you'll have to go back and undo later. <laughs> blink, blink, as though I've not been there. Um, but also, you don't have to do all the things all at once. And I think when you're just starting out or you're even just thinking about starting out, you're in this phase of wanting to learn everything there is to learn about entrepreneurship. Even if you're jumping in feet first, um, just take action. You no, know, like Learn, but take action at the same time. Um, 
So just time management with that is if you are paying for more than one thing, like a course or a coach or something, like really take a stock of that because you don't need to pay for all the things. You don't need to be on all the social platforms. You don't need to have all the things in place for you to start right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I, I started with an Instagram account and a really crappy WordPress site, but I launched with clients because I was doing and learning and building. And I think the more that you can do while you learn, the better because mm-hmm. you're going to get going faster and you're going to learn faster because there's nothing, there's nothing about entrepreneurship that you can really learn without action. Mm-hmm. So that's my tip. You're so, you're so right. And when you talked about the courses too, I just think about, I was this person myself. I see this person all the time. They like have all of these courses. They're like going to learn all of the stuff and then they're going to like take action, but they they feel like they have to prepare. Nothing yeah. will ever prepare you for entrepreneurship. And that's a beautiful yeah. thing because life is messy and we get to make mistakes and learn and we have to embrace that. And entrepreneurship is like the purest form of embracing that you are not ready and that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) I always say it's like somehow you've gotten up in the air and now you need to build an airplane around you in midair without instructions. (laughs) Otherwise you're just gonna like fall. Um, But it's like the coolest thing because then when I mean you're never really done with it but like when when you've built the plane you're just like oh man I just like built a plane in midair that's just super badass. Like it's just a cool feeling to know that you weren't prepared. You did it anyway and you're succeeding anyway. And it's, it's just cool. So yeah. Absolutely. I love that analogy. Cause I just love that analogy, like jumping <laughs> off a cliff and then building a plane on the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that you have is no plan. Entrepreneurship. No plan. Yeah. But then at the same time you make a plan. <laughs> Well, you're falling. <laughs> like I have to get down somehow. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that was very good advice. So thank you for sharing that. And yeah, thank you for everything that you've shared. Like you are just, I mean, anybody could um, benefit from spending uh, some time with somebody who's, who's so knowledgeable about planners and organizing. We Everybody could just organize their life a little bit better. So I appreciate you being here so much. And you've dropped so much value. I'm really excited to share it with the listeners. And um, so where can they go to learn more about you, to connect with you? So you can find me at my website, which is the thegoaldesigner.com, um, G-O-A-L. Make sure you put the the there because if you just put goaldesigner.com, it will take you some defunct wordpress.com website that is not mine uh, from 2011, which is not relevant. Uh, <laughs> Someday. I, I remember when we met, you were trying to buy it. <laughs> I was like, do you think that they'll like just sell it to me? Uh, I haven't. I'm just going to wait slowly for it to, because they can't keep renewing it, right? In theory. It's, I don't know. They must be paying for it. It's weird. <laughs> Super weird. So you can find me at thegoaldesigner.com. Uh, and then I hang out the most on Instagram. I'm at thegoaldesigner or in my Facebook group, which is the Plan to Plan community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely check her out. Like just following you on social media 
it's motivational and it's like very, very like tactful and helpful. So check out Megan, the goal designer. And yeah, thanks again for being here. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know it's kind of late for you. <laughs> so thanks for... It's not too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Yes, thank you. Bye. Bye. How cool is this girl? I love that Megan is so passionate about time management and planning, but she also acknowledges that we are all unique and we all have our own ways of getting things done. So here are the main takeaways from the conversation I just had with Megan. Get to know your own personality before you do anything else. Everyone is so different, so we all need to be approaching goal setting and planning a little bit differently. I also like how she talks about setting goals with self-improvement in mind, but also setting goals that you can have some fun with. And I don't know about you guys, but when Megan talked about her plan to plan Sunday night ritual, I was really desiring to create something like that for myself. Making planning into a ritual and pairing it with things that you enjoy doing, it seems like a really good way to integrate it into your life. And how about how she blocks out her self-care first? I definitely need to take that lesson to heart. Also, if you are a self-employed person that spends most of your time home alone, it is so important to make time to socialize with other humans. Like block out time and put it in your calendar and make it a priority because we all need human contact. And lastly, for those of you who are wondering, the planners that Megan mentioned during this podcast episode were the Emily Lay Simplified Planner, the Brilliant Life Planner, and a planner called Spaces. We also talked a little bit about bullet journaling. Keep in mind that your planner needs may not be met by one of these mentioned planners. Um, you should take Megan's five question quiz to learn more about what your personality type is and what your unique planner needs are. If you take the quiz and it tells you that you're a rebel and it suggests that you try bullet journaling, let me know and I can do a bullet journal tutorial on my Patreon page for those rebels out there. So yeah, what a great episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I think I'm going to end it here. So now it is time for you to go forth and be the bold, daring, courageous, reckless entrepreneur that you were meant to be and I will see you next week.